You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Stephen D. Sullivan and St. Euphoria present... Atomic Tales! Stories of science, mystery, and excitement. This episode features the latest installment in our fantastic original series, Strange Invaders. Tonight, our intrepid agents 3 and 8 investigate a cult of UFO enthusiasts in Profit from the Stars. Join us now as we present another in our continuing series of Atomic Tales. I'm so glad you're coming with us, Suzanne. Donna Hayes enthused. She leaned forward and poked her head over the front seat of Agent 8's car. I think you'll find this get-together super exciting. If we're lucky, we might see some UFOs or even meet an alien visitor from the planet Metis. I've seen amazing things during these under-the-stars conclaves. I shot a sidelong glance at Donna's husband, William Wild Bill Hayes, who was driving us through the Indiana twilight to attend his wife's contactee meeting. Bill gave a little eye roll, signaling that he wasn't really into this true believer snipe hunt either. But here the three of us sat, me and Bill up front with Donna piping in from the back. She'd insisted on taking the rear seat because I was a guest, and she didn't want all of us jammed together on the agency Studebaker's front bench. That'd sure be interesting, Donna, I replied. My wartime espionage training kept any skepticism from showing in my voice. Donna was a nice gal, but more gifted in looks than brains. Agent 7, Ruth Donlevy, says the same of Donna's husband. They're a matched pair, according to her. Still, Bill is reliable, especially in a fight, and I get along well with both of them, far too well to turn down this nutty invitation. You and Bill are supposed to investigate saucer sightings, aren't you? Donna had asked over dinner at their house. So, tag along. What can it hurt? Yeah. Bill had agreed. What can it hurt? If you get bored, you and Bill can wait in the car. Donna had concluded cheerfully. With that kind of setup, how could I refuse? Besides, the tilt of Bill's head told me he wanted company for this venture. So after dinner, we all piled into the car and... Bill pulled his black four-door champion up a rutted cow path to where somebody, the farm's owner probably, had cleared a patch in the tall prairie grass at the base of a lightly wooded hill. A dozen or so cars of various makes and models already sat around the edges of the clearing. A mowed path led from the parking area to the hilltop. A burnt orange horizon fading to a deep cerulean sky greeted us as we got out of the Studebaker. Evening stars blazed brightly overhead and the clear summer air smelled of newly mown grass. A hint of fertilizer and fresh sprung greenery wafted in from the nearby cornfields. Come on! Donna urged, hurrying uphill. A glance from Bill told me to hang back and take the hike more slowly. You go ahead, he called to his wife. We'll catch up. What's the scoop, Bill? I asked when Donna was out of earshot. Why'd you drag me out here? Because the more I've been away on assignment, the more Donna's fallen in with this crowd. He replied. 
I think it's a combination of her wanting to be part of my work, you know, investigating UFOs and stuff, plus her not wanting to move to Nevada. You heard the bureau's open to Reno branch, right? Yeah, to tackle the desert ant problem. Well, Donna doesn't really want me to go. I mean, she grew up here, and I think she thinks if she's in tie with the local community, I won't take the transfer, but I go where the agency sends me. And besides, I don't trust these compadres. She's been giving them a little money, and I think they're sniffing around for some more. So, you want me to... Bill stopped trudging uphill and looked me straight in the eye. Suzanne, Donna likes you. She trusts you, and she knows you're a big brain. She won't believe me if I tell her these people are full of wild blueberry muffins. But she might believe you. I'm not a scientist like Agent 7, I reminded him. Yeah, but Donna doesn't like Ruth. He replied. Too smarty pants for her. But you, you're just a regular gal. Besides, you're here, and as Agent 3, you outrank me and nearly everyone in the U.S. Science Bureau. People from this part of the country respect authority, Donna included. I sighed. Yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. Then I laughed. Who knows? Maybe these kooks really do have a line on alien invaders. Those Greenpoint UFO sightings weren't that far from here, and I did come out to investigate flying saucer reports after all. A light fog rolled over the top of the hill as the two of us reached the rest of the group, all eagerly sitting cross-legged in front of a middle-aged blonde standing at the top of the hill. She wore white robes emblazoned with dark stars, moons, and planets. Soft white illumination from behind her filtered through the fog like celestial moonbeams. The lighting was obviously carefully staged. This show had already begun. Welcome, newcomers to our group tonight. The woman intoned solemnly. We also hope to welcome, if the astrological alignments are with us, our benevolent star brothers from the planet Metas. The stars are with us. The conclave folks, including Donna, responded in unison. A few also chanted, Star brothers, star brothers. That's Sister Starlight. Bill's wife whispered as we settled in next to her. Star, we call her. She's the one the Matusian ambassador visited first. She takes turns running the meetings with her husband, Brother Tom. That's short for tomorrow. Is he here tonight? I asked, scanning the crowd. I don't see him yet, Donna replied. Maybe he'll show up later. Probably waiting downhill with the collection plate, Bill grumbled. I really hope we're worthy tonight, Donna gushed. Indeed, the stars are right, Sister Star declared, raising her arms high. Will you come with us? Will you journey the cosmos with your star brethren? We will! We will! Her little cult chimed. Now is the time, and this is the place, Sister Star shouted. Chant with me. Come in peace, star brothers, we await you! The rest of the crowd got to their feet, so Asian 8 and I did too. We didn't join in the chant, but Donna did. Come in Come peace, peace, star brothers, we, we await you. you! Come in Come peace, peace, star brothers, we, we await you. you! Suddenly, a red ball of light streaked through the clear sky overhead and landed behind the fog-bound hill. A flash momentarily turned everything brilliant white, and as my eyes recovered, the shadow of a figure appeared behind Sister Star. Donna pointed and shrieked, They're here! They've come! Sister Star stood stuck still, not even turning to greet the arrival of this amazing extraterrestrial visitor as, all around us, her flock went nuts. 
The newcomer's shadow loomed large behind its high priestess, towering over her, though the creature itself was short, maybe half her height. It had long arms, stubby legs, and wore a silvery bodysuit. A bulbous silver helmet covered its oversized head. Two people nearby fainted while Donna and the rest kept screaming with delight. Our brother, the High Ambassador from Metas, is in psychic communication with me, Sister Star announced, still not looking at the spaceman behind her. He bids you welcome. Bull feathers, I barked. I sprang up and rushed towards the Prophet and her alien buddy before anyone could stop me. Agent 8 followed hot on my heels. Wait! Stop! Sister Star cried as I sprinted past. Already, the Methusian ambassador was trying to lope off into the all-too-convenient fog. I clipped him with a strong backhand as I went. He squawked and thudded to the ground. I kept going. Bill, grab the alien! I shouted. Don't let Sister Star leave either. I've got bigger fish to fry. Right! Agent 8 replied. To say that Brother Tom, working the lights, the saucer-like flares, and the fog machine, was startled to see me barreling out of the mist would be an understatement. He tried to brain me with a big metal flashlight as I bore in. I ducked and clouded him with a surface regulation uppercut to the jaw. He went down in a heap. I couldn't help but grin. You should have seen that coming. Tomorrow. Of all the realms they could have found, this was the most malevolent. For beyond the border of despair stand the gates of Eridol. These are the Chronicles of Eridol. A happy-go-lucky and good ham production. Anyone there? Ah, Charlie. Cassie. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. So, the alien was just a trained monkey in a silver suit. Agent 8 mused as the police took the space grifters and their pet away. Bill looked proud of the work we'd done tonight, and I couldn't blame him. I recognized the smell of their dry eyes fog immediately when we sat down, I explained. That... Plus, the prearranged light show was a dead giveaway that they were up to no good. This kind of hoax may play in Kentucky, but not here in Indiana, Bill declared proudly. Not with you and me around anyway, Rocky. I can't believe that Brother Tom and Sister Star were trying to cheat everyone. Donna moaned as we walked back to the agency's Studebaker. The rest of her contactee friends had long ago drifted away, thoroughly disillusioned. Bill put his arm around his wife. There are a lot of common in this world, babe. I'm just glad we didn't take that train any further. Well, you can take me further, Bill Hayes. Donna announced. Liked that new bureau office in Reno? I could never live this down if we stayed here. And I won't even complain if your clothes come home smelling like fish. Or bug guts. Or anything. The two of them grinned at each other like young lovers. Good job tonight, Agent 8, I told Bill. You too, Agent 3. He replied. If you hadn't tagged along, Donna might have been kidnapped to the stars or God only knows where. And I'd have ended up a monkey's uncle. This has been an original story of Strange Invaders, part of our ongoing series of Atomic Tales. Brought to you by St. Euphoria Productions. 
Tonight's episode, Prophet from the Stars, was written by Stephen D. Sullivan. It was produced and edited by Christopher R. Mim and was read by Rachel Grubb, who also played Agent 3, Suzanne Rocky Rockford. It featured Joe George as Agent 8, Wild Bill Hayes, Julie Fay as Donna Hayes, and Cherie Gallinati as Sister Starlight. Be sure to tune in next month for more Atomic Tales. Please support the films of Christopher R. Mim at SaintEuphoria.com and the work of Stephen D. Sullivan via his Patreon at PaySteve.com. Join the conversation at the Monster Conservancy at SaveMonsters.com. All elements of this episode are copyright 2021 by their creators and may not be reproduced or reused without permission. Atomic Tales and Strange Invaders are trademarks of Stephen D. Sullivan, all rights reserved. This is the St. Euphoria Audiocast Network.